and everything that you're going to do. So Lord, Till I overflow, I 
time just to speak to him. another chance because mm -hmm. if it was just a second chance we done <laughs> I think everybody in this building will be done That's right. Lord we just thank you for another chance for some of us it's another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance maybe I'm not talking to you maybe I'm just talking about me and another chance and another chance another chance. Can you please give God a round of applause for your another chance? Come on, we can do better than that. Come on. Worship the Lord. Amen. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, can you shout it again? Hallelujah. Come on, can we shout it with some power? Hallelujah. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Normally right here, this is where I go right into the word. God knows I almost did it because I was feeling this atmosphere. But I just feel the Lord is leading me in another direction briefly. Um, we have with us, um, y'all do know there's an election coming up in November, right? Hello. Right. And y'all do know that as a church, it is our responsibility to impact change on all levels. That means that means uh, that means in your home life, that means in your work life, that means in your community, that means in your government. Your actions are very much needed to be able to impact the community. Somebody say amen. And I know there's people in this church right now say, I don't believe in voting. <laughs> well, let me help you out. Vote anyway. Because it's necessary and every vote counts so you may say well I don't know if the vote counts for the election all right well let's remove that so what does the vote count for the vote counts because your your elected officials know where the votes are coming from and so if your votes are not being voted from your community then these elected officials don't pay attention to your community so if you don't believe it affects the election, that's fine. But you better believe that every elected official wants to be where the energy is. And if your energy is low in your area, then your, your area is going to be the last to be dealt with when it comes to dealing with the finances that are distributed to the areas. So you got to figure out who you can get behind, 
who's going to help to impact and change your community. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So it's important. We often ask why the west end of New Britain gets a lot more than the other ends get. They have nicer parks, they have you know, nice areas, nicer cleanups, right? And you want to know why? It's because in New Britain, it's probably like 80% of the votes. So you better believe they're going to be where the votes is at. That's where we got to shift and we got to change. Regardless of where you are, what area you are, and I live on the West End, so I'm cool with it if you vote is fine with me, right? But my heart is everywhere. Impactful, change. Want there to be an equal playing field across the board. I don't care who you vote for, Democrat, Republican, Independent. I'm, I'm an Independent. I make it clear, I make it that way so that I can let the, the Democrats know and the Republicans know that you need to earn my vote. I'm not voting with you because you're part of a party. Hello? Our, our African, uh, a lot of our African American population <clears throat> of church, especially church folk, we, we, we all drift towards a more democratic side. But then we have our white evangelicals who, who, who are shifting more to a Republican side. But neither the Democrats or the Republicans are God. There's no such thing as a Jesus party. Either the person's heart is for God or the person's heart is not for God. And so I want to see somebody heart who represents the heart of God that I serve. And if they don't represent that heart, then they can't get my vote. Because it's only the heart of God that can change entire communities. Our whole system is jacked up right now because of the segregation and the degradation and the brokenness of our country. We can play whatever role we want to play. Our country is hurting. And one of the main reasons for that is because we have people who hide behind the name of God but don't really have the heart of God. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody saying, oh, you know, you better vote Republican because they represent the Christian heart. Really? I don't hear nobody say, oh, you better vote Democrat because they take care of the homeless and the this and the that because they represent God. I don't hear none of that. Y'all don't represent the God that I serve. Not as a party. There's individuals on both sides that I like because I believe that their heart is connected to the Lord. And so because of that, uh, Brother Tremel uh, reached out to me to ask if his, one of his candidates can come and speak to us as a church. And I believe that it's necessary that the candidates do come speak to us as a church because we want to know what you're talking about. And then I made it clear to him as a church, I have no problem bringing him in, but please understand I have to put the invitation to his opponent as well. So that we can get both scopes of what's going on. Come on, somebody say amen. 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 And if he agreed to that, then I agreed with it, and so we're here, right? So I want to I want to open up the floor, and I, I want to give uh, the opportunity to be able to um, to allow him to give him a couple minutes to speak to us. And um, and usually I wouldn't open the floor for questions, but I'm gonna open the floor for questions. If you have any questions, I'm just gonna ask that you keep it within time because I still have. 
uh, a word that I need to get to you um, uh, from the Lord. And, and that word is going to share with you on how I'm going to beat somebody up this week. So I want to be able to give y'all some solid information. So if you ever heard somebody say your bishop was about to beat somebody up, you're going to know it's true, but I'm going to tell you why it was true, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> I just don't want you to hear it from anybody else. I just want you to hear it from me. And what I learned from it, because I learned from it, praise the Lord, I learned from it um, <laughs> in light of the action. So um, I want to I want to be able to get that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm going to bring up um, uh, Alderman Collins to be able to introduce uh, Jarrell and 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 uh, they can share their heart with us. Can you please give them your love and give them a round of applause? Praise the Lord, Church. Praise the Lord, Church. Off of it's okay. <laughs> so uh, I bring you greetings first off from um, Vision of Faith Ministries here in New Britain, where my pastor is Dr. Apostle Rosalind Crosdale. Then I also bring you greetings from the Republican Party here in the city. I am Tramel Collins, the vice chair of the party. Um, and I'm here today. Thank you to uh, Bishop for opening his doors to us. He was everything he said was right. He said, Look, Tramel. If I let you come in and speak, i got to open it to the other side. And I'm all for that because we need to know what's going on, who's out here, who's doing what. And every, I'm not going to reiterate it because everything you said is important and it's great. And also thank you to Pastor Brown as well, too, for allowing us to come in and share with you today. So I'm not going to be with you long because I'm not the one that's running or who needs to speak. But I want you all to... Uh, be able to share and see who our candidate is on our Republican side. Now, one quick thing I'll put in there about the Republican Party here in the city of New Britain is that we run on people versus party. So we have people that are unaffiliated, Democrats, Republicans, independents, all running on our tickets at different times. Uh, I was elected as an alderman back in 2015 on a Republican ticket, but I was a registered Democrat, and so was uh, Jarrell as well, too. So it's about people putting in there. Who's going to do the right thing, represent, and do what you need? And I believe definitely that our candidate on our Republican ticket, Jarrell Hargraves, is going to do that for you. He is running for a state representative. So that's the person that's going to represent your district. So he's representing the 25th district. If you have questions on that, we do have some handouts that I'm going to leave here. It'll tell you if you can vote for him, if he's going to be your representative. Does everyone in the house know who the representative is now? I saw one hand, and that's not a good thing. Not a good thing at all that we don't know who represents us. And that's what Jarrell wants to change and make sure he does. And I'm sure you hear that, oh, they want to change, they want to do that all the time. But I know for sure Jarrell has it in his heart and is going to do the right thing by this city. You can see his bio, born and raised here in the city, went through schools, um, still has his home here in the city, works for the city. Everything is New Britain about this man. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you our state representative candidate for the 25th district, Jarrell Hargraves. Thank you, Tramel. Thank you, Bishop Brown, Reverend Brown. I don't even know what to say after he just, I think he just said everything I was going to say here today. But thank you for welcoming me in your church. I also bring greetings from my church, New Bethel FBH Church, and our pastor, Aquila Edwards, um, over there. I just want to thank you for welcoming me here this, um, this afternoon now. Uh, I am running for 25th, as Jamal said. I was born and raised here. New Britain, just want to give you a brief um, background of my history. Uh, 31 years old, I was born in Pinnacle Heights Projects um, with my parents. We eventually moved out over to the east side, and then my parents eventually bought their own house. We stayed our roots right here in New Britain our whole lives. 
Um, so I've been through everything. I went to, you know, De Loretto, Slade, New Britain High School, class of 07. Um, so I know some struggles, and I understand that some people that's now currently in those positions didn't have the same experiences that I had and maybe some of that that you had. So I think it's important that we have a wide variety of people that's representing us in the state capitol. Someone that maybe didn't have to eat some nights or maybe you had to heat your house up with the oven or maybe you had to go through certain struggles or, um, you know, you got to get hand-me-down clothes because your parents can't. Some people just don't understand some of the struggles that we all go through. And I get it. I've been there. I've done that. So I want to bring our voice. I got to understand people to understand what we go through. We're not asking for handouts. We want our voice heard, too. And I think that's important to bring that to the state capitol. Um, one of my biggest points is education. Education is often underfunded in this city. Um, and state tax dollars are usually fund a big portion of that. Now, there's a formula. It's called the Education Cost Sharing Program that the state created to make sure that every school district, because in the Constitution, it requires the state to educate all of our students, all of our kids. So there's a formula that says, hey, we got to give each district this amount of money based on their demographics. We don't get our fair share. Today, we don't get our fair share of state dollars to help fund our schools. And you're wondering why we're one of the last ones in state funding and we're one of the last in our testing scores. We have to make sure that we put more money towards our kids. We got to make sure that these education is something that the kids like. We're not just spilling things down their throat or something that they're not going to use later on in life. We have to prepare our students to be ready for the career in college. Not only college, because there's a lot of careers out there that maybe someone can be interested in, but they're not teaching that in high school. They're not showing them those different opportunities, but instead, they're failing them in, in history and failing them in science, so that kid thinks that they don't have a chance. But when we all do have a gift, we just have to find that gift in every student to make sure that we can make sure everybody's successful. And I think that's very important. Also, creating job opportunities. That education goes right into that job opportunities part, making sure that we have jobs right here in the city. You know, manufacturing jobs are starting to come back. Let's make sure that we have a workforce that's ready for those jobs. Let's start training people for those jobs right here in the city so that the company's looking for somewhere to locate, they'll come here because they say they have the workforce already there, right here in the city. Um, and in addition to that, we have to look at how we're treating our students and the kids uh, inside the schools. There's a, uh, often it's called the school to jail pipeline, where these kids are often getting in trouble in school they're getting charges at an early age, and that translates them to the future. So we have students that's like 20 years old or what just graduated high school. They end up running into something that they shouldn't have done. They get a felony, and then they don't get another chance. As Bishop Brown was saying, God, give us chance after chance after chance. We need our government to do the same thing. We can't just have one strike and someone is out, and now your future's up, and now you can't get a job, and now you can't qualify for anything, so they want you to depend on other people. We can't have that. Some people make mistakes. We understand that, but making sure that we have another chance and opportunity should be a high priority. We also got to look at our criminal justice system itself. Why are people getting these felonies? Why are cities policed more than towns? I can tell you that the same things are happening in the towns and the cities, but they're not policed in the same way. They're not pulling over the same vehicles. They're not in the same houses and doing raids and everything. So we have to make sure that we're looking at the criminal justice system as a whole and make sure it's equally applied to everybody, no matter the color of your skin, you know, your ethnicity, where you're from, whether you're gay, straight, or bi, whether you, you know, whatever the case may be, we got to make sure that's applied equally. And the same thing with the police. They can't be held to a different standard than the regular citizen. 
You know, our trained professionals need to be held to a higher standard, if you ask me. But they shouldn't be getting off and getting paid administrative leaves. And then uh, their, their charges always dropped because, just because they're an officer. We should hold them to a higher standard. And I think that's important. So that's some of the things that I would bring to the state as your state representative. Um, what else did I want to say? <laughs> I could just go on forever here. But our workforce, I look at New Britain right here alone. And you look at our, our, our city employees. They're 60% white men. 60% of all city employees. And guess who's paying those city employees? Us. All of us taxpayers are paying those city employees to take their money and go out of town. They're taking that and go out of town. Whether we're looking at the police department, our fire departments. So we should be training our kids. And this is something that I've been proposing. You know, in our schools, training our kids to be police. Because who's better to police us than our own? Why should we bring people from other towns to police us? Let's bring people into our fire departments that's getting well-paying jobs with good benefits. But instead, for fire, for example, if you want to be a volunteer firefighter, you have to live in that town. Does New Britain have a volunteer firefighter? No, we don't have that. But towns such as Berlin and Newington and Plainville, they have those.